0: Inna alhamdulillah Na'maduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ogfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah Wa man yudlil falamudilla lah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa Rasulu Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tukatih ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل مُحْدَثَةٍ بدعه وكل بِدْعَةٌ ضلاله ايها المؤمنون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى فَتَقْوَ oh, you who believe fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is part of the righteous paths and turning away from the fear of Allah will lead one to the path of destruction and hardship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says اتَّقُوا haqqa حَقَّ fear Allah the way he deserves to be feared. وَلَا illa إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ And do not die except as Muslims, except in a state of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this ayah therefore instructs us to consistently worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the day you meet your Rabb. وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ Worship your Lord continuously until certainty or death comes to you. Indeed, from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He has given us seasons, times wherein we increase in our worship and in our closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these seasons, Allah has given them to us from His mercy, from His grace, so that we can make up for all of the lost time for all of the time we in we committed sin for all of the time we in we were heedless and negligent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we missed out on so much of good wallahu musta'an from these times is indeed the month that is unknown or the month that most people don't pay attention to The month people are heedless of, indeed, it is the month of Sha'ban. al Muslimoon, every great thing, every great thing has a great introduction, has an important introduction, something that brings it along, something that directs us to it. And like this, the month of Sha'ban is the introduction to one of the great pillars of Al-Islam which is the fasting of the month of Ramadan such that Shahru Shahban is like the minister is like the leader that leads us towards this great king, the great king who, which here yeah, in this context is Ramadan Imam Ibn Rajab Al-Hambali Rahimahullahu Ta'ala, he says about the month of Sha'ban, fasting it is like an exercise for fasting Ramadan. Such that the person does not reach Ramadan in a state of weakness and tiredness. That the person who's accustomed to fasting, he will have strength in Ramadan. When he fasts Ramadan, he will not be a person who's experiencing weakness and tiredness because he's not accustomed to fasting. So the month of Sha'aban is there for us to use as that period of exercise where we become, where we become accustomed to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before the month of Ramadan so that we find the best of happiness and the best of experiences and the sweetness of our worship in the month of Ramadan. He also said, rahimahullah ta'ala, the parable of Sha'ban to Ramadan is like an introduction, a forerunner. Therein are acts which are legislated. Yani in Ramadan, there are acts which are legislated of, Qur- of Quran, of fasting, of Qiyamul Layl. And so Sha'ban comes as the forerunner, as the introduction. And this is so that he can prepare himself to welcome the blessed month of Ramadan and accustom himself to obey Ar Rahman. This month of Sha'ban was from the most beloved of months to our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Radhi it's narrated from Ummul Mu'minim. Aisha Radiallahu Ta'ala anha, the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Kanan Nabiyu Yasilusiyam he used to continuously fast from Sha'ban up until Ramadan. And what some of the scholars said this means is he would fast the vast majority of Sha'ban, except for one or two days before Ramadan. Except for one or two days of Ramadan. It's narrated from Usama ibn Zaid radiyallahu who saw the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and said, Ya Rasulullah Lam araka thalika shahrun O oh Ya I do not see that you fast any other month as much as you fast this month. So he said, شَهْرٌ يَغْفُلُ النَّاسُ عَنْهُ بَيْنَ رَجَبٍ وَرَمَضَانٍ وَهُوَ شَهْرٌ تُرْفَعُ فِيهِ الْأَعْمَالُ إِلَىٰ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ فَأُحِبُّ أَنْ يُرْفَعَ عَمَلِيهُ وَأَنَا صَائِمٌ متفقٌ عَلَيْهُ In the hadith in Sahih Bukhari Muslim, his response to Usama ibn Zaid was, This is the month, People are heedless of this month. People don't give it its due. People don't give it importance. It comes between Rajab and Ramadan. So Ramadan, everybody gives it importance. And Rajab, people give it importance. It's from the forbidden months and they certain virtues of Rajab that goes around, whether it's authentic or not, but the point is people give Rajab importance, and they come between these two great months, into the month of Sha'ban, and they become heedless of this month. Heedless meaning, they don't increase in worship. In fact, they go into periods of sin, periods of negligence, where they turn away from their obligations, and they indulge in sin thinking, Ramadan is coming, that's when we will worship. That's when we will turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is from the ploys of the shaitan. He uses Ramadan to make us negligent in the month of Sha'ban, to make us become weak in the month of Sha'ban. And this is what the Prophet is saying when he says, People are heedless of this month, they don't use the month the way they're supposed to use the month. And then he said It is a month wherein righteous deeds Are taken up To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Our deeds are raised in this month Towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And so he said And I would love that my deeds be raised Whilst I'm fasting and this is why he would increase in fasting the month of sha'ban this is why his wife she says ma ra'aytu an sallallahu alayhi wa sallam um salama she says i did not see the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fasting two months consecutively except for sha'ban and ramadan except for sha'ban and ramadan consecutively as we said you would leave out a few days of sha'ban, just before, one or two days before Ramadan, and then he would continue and fast the entire month of Ramadan. So the reasons we find from this hadith, that the Prophet ﷺ increased in worship in this month, and specifically fasting, was, number one, people are negligent of this month. People are heedless of this month. It's a great month that Allah has placed between Rajab and Shahab and Ramadan. And secondly, his deeds or every person's deeds are raised during this month. And for this reason he would fast, hoping that when his deeds are raised, it will be raised whilst he is in a state of fasting. This is the two main reasons that are mentioned in this hadith. But another reason is as the Salaf have taught us, the righteous predecessors have taught us that this was part of being, this was part of training himself for the month of Ramadan. Such that a person who's accustomed to fasting, fasting in Ramadan is easy for him. So he's not like a person who's burdened in the month. He's not like a person who's suffering during Ramadan. So he cannot even benefit from the month because he's tired, he's weak, he has headaches, he has all types of issues. Because he's not accustomed to fasting. And so Ramadan becomes a burden for him. It becomes difficult for him. And this is one of the reasons the sunnah is to increase in our fasting and all general worship during the month of Sha'ban. So that we can actually benefit truly from the month of Ramadan. Our teacher and our sheikh Salih al-Usaymi, hafidhahullahu ta'ala, he said, The customary, expected way, The expected way of fasting in Sha'aban is encouraged in order to strengthen the soul for the obligatory fasting in Ramadan. This was the way of the predecessors. And this should be the way of the Muslims. This is the expected way, meaning this is what we are supposed to be doing. And then the Sheikh said, If the soul becomes accustomed to obedience, it becomes strong. When the soul becomes accustomed to obedience... It becomes strong and if it becomes accustomed to forbidden and prohibited matters it becomes weak and wallahi this is the haqq you can take any act of worship any act of worship fasting is an example of them a person who's accustomed to reading the quran on a daily basis he finds ease because he's become stronger he's trained himself he's trained his body he's trained his mind to focus long enough to sit and read the Qur'an. But a person that never reads the Qur'an, for him to sit one day, maybe, two days, maybe, but then he burns out. And he's unable to spend time reading the Qur'an because his body is not accustomed to it, his mind is not accustomed to it. So this happens in terms of worship, salah, the same, fasting, the same, qiyam, the same, Any act of worship, this is the reality. So we should use this month to accustom ourselves to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that when Ramadan comes, we can maximize benefit in Ramadan. And this even applies to matters not related to the deen. A person who's an athlete cannot go to the race and prepare in the race for the race. He prepares before the time. And the same in any other field. The same in any other field. If a person is not accustomed to running, he's not going to finish that race. He's going to have to be carried over the line. Likewise with our worship, we can burn out. We burn out and we have no istiqamah, no steadfastness, no consistency because we haven't accustomed ourselves to worship. We haven't accustomed ourselves to worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibad Allah. When we look at our righteous predecessors, the Salaf of the Ummah, we find how diligent they were in making use of the month of Sha'aban to increase in their worship and all matters that brought them closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Some of them would said, Some of them said, "Man lam yazra fi Rajab, wa lam yasqi fi Sha'aban, yuridu?" And he said whoever doesn't plant the seeds in Rajab and he doesn't come and water them in the month of Sha'ban how will he reap any benefits in the month of Ramadan These are the parables that they used to make and this shows us their attitude towards this month Salama ibn Quhail He said شهر شهر he said that the month of Sha'ban, it used to be said, it used to be said, it's the month of the Qur'an. This was the month the reciters would use to build their strength, to build their hifz, to build themselves. So that when Ramadan comes, they are accustomed to reciting the Qur'an. And they can read, you know, exert themselves in reading the Qur'an. Amr ibn Qais al-Mula'i when Shaban would come, he would close up his shop. He would close up his shop and dedicate all of his time to reading the Qur'an. He would close up shop and dedicate all of his time to reciting the Qur'an. Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, the sahabi, he said, during the month of Shaban, the Muslims would devote themselves to the Mus'haf. During the month of Shaban, the Muslims would devote themselves to the Mus'haf and recite from them. So Sha'ban was the month of recitation. Sha'ban was the month where they sat with the Qur'an. And of course we all know Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. But this was part of accustoming, accustoming themselves, training themselves to actually benefit from Ramadan. And he says they used to distribute zakah from their wealth in order to support the weak and the poor for the upcoming month. Some of them would give their zakah in Sha'ban. For what reason? So that when Ramadan comes, the poor people have enough. (coughs) The poor people are supported before the month arrives. Before Ramadan comes, the poor are looked after. And they have enough for the month, insha'Allah. And so they would give their zakah. And giving zakah early is permissible. Giving zakah early, it's permissible, especially when there's a need. So if there's poor people, so forth, and you know the Muslims, they're struggling, you can give your zakah early to them. There's no problem with this as well. Alhamdulillah. And of course, part of accustoming, accustoming ourselves and training for the month of Ramadan means giving up our sin as well. Giving up those bad habits as well. Whatever it may be, big or small, we all are aware of our shortcomings. The time to give them up has come. The time is always there, but now more than ever. Because Ramadan is approaching and we should change before the month comes. Just like it applies to increasing in worship, the same applies to giving up bad habits and sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. May He grant us success. Amin. rabbal alameen. والي والديها ووالي والديكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروا انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله حمد كثيرا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان نبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فَيَا أَيُّهَا الْمُسْلِمُونَ إِنَّا مِنَ الْأُصُولِ الْكُبْرَى وَالْقَوَاعِلِ الْعُظْمَى تَحْرِيمُ الْبِدَعِ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ Indeed, from the great principles and fundamental rulings of al-islam is that bid'ah, religious innovation, is haram. And to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way that has not been legislated, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Or by his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Is not permissible No matter how we feel No matter how emotionally uplifted we may feel But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said wa That every innovation is misguidance And every misguidance leads or is in the hellfire and the Prophet ﷺ said, Man amila amalan laysa rad. Whoever does any act of worship that is not in accordance with our worship or not from our actions, then that action is rejected. It's not accepted, and there's no reward for it. And this hadith is in Sahih Muslim. From what is known in the month of Sha'ban is that people specify the 15th of Sha'ban." for acts of worship and they specify fasting <coughs> on the day of the 15th of Sha'ban specifically and Qiyamul al-Layl on this night specifically and all of this is from innovations that are not established in the Quran nor in the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam and they must be avoided because innovation into the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a sin it is not something small it is a sin in fact, Sufiana Thawri Rahimahullah, Imam of the Tabi'een, al Tabi'een, he said that innovation is more beloved to Iblis than sin. Because the person of innovation will never repent for his innovation. Whereas the person of sin, it is hoped that he will repent from his sins. <coughs> the hadith that speaks about the virtue of the 15th of Sha'ban, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He descends to the lowest heaven on this night and he forgives all of the people on this world except for the mushrik and the mushahim. And Allah forgives every person except the person of shirk and the person who harbors enmity towards his Muslim brother. The person who has enmity or hatred towards his Muslim brother. This person will not be forgiven. This hadith according to majority of the scholars of hadith, is a da'if hadith, and some even said it is fabricated. The hadith is a weak hadith. And the scholars who said the hadith is acceptable, also did not specify that extra worship must be done on this night. That people must come to the masjid and gather together on this night. That people must fast on the day of Ramadan and so forth. What the hadith mentions is, these are the people who will be forgiven, meaning the people of the earth, except the mushrik and the Mushahin. So if the hadith is authentic, or at least acceptable, the hadith doesn't speak about coming to the mosque, especially on that night, gathering to recite certain surahs and certain du'as, and doing things in congregation on this night. This was never the practice of the Prophet ﷺ, or the sahaba, or the Tabi'un, or the imams of the madhahib, or the imams of hadith, or any of the righteous imams of the pious predecessors. And for this simple reason, it should be avoided. Whatever they left for us is sufficient. Whatever the deen was in the time of the Prophet ﷺ will be the deen today and the deen until the end of time. And we are not allowed to edit or change and add to this deen because this is the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A man asked Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak about Allah descending on the 15th of Sha'ban. A man asked this great Imam about this hadith and Allah descending on this night. He said to the man, "Ya da'if." Oh, weak one. Oh, daif person, weak person. Laylat al-Nisf, he said the 15th of Sha'ban. فِي كُلِّ ليلة. He said Allah descends every single night. Allah descends every single night. And this is proven in a hadith in Bukhari and Muslim. In a hadith that comes in Bukhari and Muslim, agreed upon in terms of authenticity, what does the Prophet wasallam say? He says, he says, Allah descends. Our Rabb ta wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven. In the last third of, na- of the night, in every night, in every single night, Allah descends. And Allah calls out and He says, Man yad'uni, who's calling upon me? Who is there that's awake during this time? Making dua to me, so that I can respond to His dua. Man yastaghfiruni, Who is seeking my forgiveness, so I can forgive his sins? And who is asking of me, so I can answer his call? This is the hadith that's agreed upon. This happens every single night. Every single night, look at the virtue, look at the mercy of Allah. Every night, Allah calls out. Where are those slaves of mine? Who wants, who needs something? Who is in need? Who is struggling? Who is in difficulty? Who is looking for forgiveness? Allah is calling out every single night saying Who is there so that I'm here, I'm waiting to give. I'm waiting to respond. But how many of the Muslims respond to this? How many of us in the ummah respond to this? Agreed upon, the whole ummah has agreed this hadith is authentic. This hadith is authentic. But the one week hadith that some even say it is fabricated. The masjid is full because of that hadith. Where are we? Where are we? How is this the reality? How has it come to this? Where is a fabricated or, weak, or at best a slightly acceptable hadith that doesn't even mention the masjid? That's the night the masjid is full to capacity. Full to capacity. But the agreed upon hadith. We, we sleep through that hadith every single night We sleep through that hadith Every single night Wallahu al-musta'an And this is the, the case for the ummah For all of us And this is why we need to come back to the Qur'an and the sunnah To come back to authentic teachings Because when we do this We will find our izzah once again As Umar ibn Khattab anhu said This is a deen Allah has blessed us He's given us strength and honor If we hold on to this deen, we will be blessed and strong and and, and honoured. But the moment we lose it, then destruction and weakness will come. And this is where we are. So it's for all of us to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To put the Quran and the sunnah first. To work and act upon that which is authentically narrated and stick to what the salaf were upon. To stick to what the sahaba were upon because that's the path of safety. Imam Malik rahimahullah, he said, As-sunnah ka He said, the sunnah is like the ark of Nabi Nuh Whoever holds onto it, faqad naja, he will be saved. And whoever doesn't, he will drown. He will drown in fitnah. He will drown in shubuhat, doubts and misconceptions. He will drown in shahawat, desires, and he will drown in innovations. He will drown in innovations because the ocean of innovation is huge and it's dangerous. Wallahum Musta'an. May Allah Azza wa Jal guide us all and grant us all success. In the world and the end of the world. This is to you, Allah. On Bashir al-Nadhir, Muhammad mm-hmm. ibn Abdullah. As Allah has promised, in the فقال عز من قائل عليم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى عليه صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض اللهم khulafa الخلفاء الراشدين ابوبكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابه والتابعين وتابعي التابعين وعننا معهم بمانك وكرمك واحسانك يا اكرم الاكرمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين واذل الشرك والمشركين واذل البدعه والمبتدعين ودمير اعدائك اعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين Allahumma ansuril muslimin wal na fi kulli makan. Allahumma wa kun lahum nasiraan wa mu'inaa wa muayyidaan wa hafidhaa. Allahumma wa alayka bi-a'dai d-deen fa-innahum la yu'jizunak. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhuriyatina kurata a'yun. Wajha'alna lil-muttaqina imama. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-huda wa at al wal-ifata wal اللهم انا نسالك الهدى والتقى والعفة والغنى يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله وصل الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين فاقيموا الصلاه